Welcome all you horror freaks to episode one of the 2018 edition of Octoberama, brought to you by the Grave Plot Podcast. I'm Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. And this is the week of the vampire. Indeed it is. Blood-sucking freaks. Uh, so. If I do suck your blood. <laughs> Have you seen Hotel Transylvania? No. I just... She watched it, so that's the only reason I've seen it. You don't it. have to explain yourself. It's fine. It's, it's a, I like Candle Chandler. What do you want me to do? Don't say that. <laughs> that's too far. <laughs> uh, actually, I think it was, I know, was the first one or the second one. I don't know. There's a point where they happen across like a festival where people are celebrating monsters. And like this guy's dressed up like dressed up like Dracula. And he's, he goes up to him. He's like, excuse me. Do you know how to get to, you know, Wherever. And he's like, yeah, it's two miles that way. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and like through the whole movie, he's been like telling people he doesn't do that. <laughs> Excuse me. Do you know the best way to the airport? Yes, fellow Dracula. There's only one way. Blah, blah, blah. But it's all blocked. We'll never make it in time. You should have left an hour earlier. Blah, blah, blah. I do not say blah, blah, blah. Uh, anyway. <clears throat> so. Vampire movies, guys. We're here to talk about Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> and Hotel Transylvania 3. <laughs> Skipping uh, two. <laughs> um, but no, this is a mini-sode. If you have not joined us for Octomorama before, uh, we do an episode every week, except we alternate between mini-sodes and full-length episodes. Uh, mini-sode, of course, is just where we're going to be talking about two movies that fit into that week's genre. And this is a mini-sode. So, two vampire movies that we're going to be talking about today. Um, yeah. Yep. No horror business. Nope. That's next week. Yep. Uh, so, which movie would you like to start with, Taylor? Let's start with Innocent Blood. That old black magic has me in its spell. I could tell you're excited. That old black magic that you weave so well. Those icy fingers up and down my spine. Ah! Hey, what are you, some kind of a freak? Now, this guy's lost a lot of blood. Yeah, well, he had his head blown off. No, this guy's really lost a lot of blood. Marie had a hunger. To feed on the evil. You want a ride? You got one. Michelli's a gangster. Call me Sal. Who's out to take over the city. I call you. Marie. Way, Marie. What he didn't count on was a vampire. Come on, baby. Relax. With a taste for Italian. <laughs> now, the undead. <laughs> and the undercover. You are under arrest. Are teaming up. Michelli's not dead, is he? Gotta get hold of yourself to take the bite out of crime. You're gonna be made men, but when you're made by me, nobody can touch you. Welcome to the family. From John Landis, the director of An American Werewolf in London. You lost a lot of blood. Are you sure you don't need more? Don't worry, you're not my type. Innocent Blood, a movie 
that goes straight for the jugular. Under my skin. You know how when you see a movie when you're a kid and you think it's really awesome and then you don't see it for several years and you watch it again, you're like, oh, that wasn't that great. That's <laughs> this movie. All right. <laughs> I mean, it seemed like it had all the thing, all, all these things going for it. Great director, great cast, um, and, you know, a decent enough story. Just something about it was just not there. <laughs> I don't know what. Just, yeah. And I'm getting into the review already. But, yeah. Um, so, Innocent Blood is a 92. Two. Yeah, I thought so. A 92 movie uh, directed by John Landis. Now, of course, John Landis is the guy that directed not only American Werewolf in Paris. Or, nope. Nope. Didn't, definitely didn't do that. <laughs> he stayed far away from that. Actually, he's probably a producer in credit only. Uh, American Werewolf in London, <laughs> the good one, and directed Michael Jackson's Thriller. So the guy knows his way around horror. Um, uh, and uh, it was starring uh, Robert <laughs> Robert Loggia. Ah, uh, as in Robert Loggia. <laughs> oh, as in, oh my God, it's Robert Loggia. <laughs> uh, Anthony LaPaglia. Don Rickles, <laughs> for some reason. He's always got to play the Jewish consigliere. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and uh, the lead star is somebody who I've, I'd never seen before, and I don't think I've seen since, as uh, Anne Pariliad. Yeah, I was, uh, my girlfriend was like, who is that actress? I feel like I know her. And I looked her up, and she's, all her movies are like French movies. Right. She's very French which becomes a challenge when they start putting modulation on her voice. Yeah. Which is very difficult to understand. For sure. Um, anyway, so this movie takes place in Schittsburg, <laughs> which I didn't know off the bat. Like when they do the opening scene and it's just like this helicopter shot and it's, you know, pans over the city. I'm like, the fuck city is that? I thought it was San Francisco at first. See, at first I thought it was New York, and I was like, "That's there's there's not enough buildings for it yeah. to be New York." Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know the because it was a, like coming in over the water. Yeah, and I don't know, just something about it looked like uh, San Francisco to me. And then somebody picked up the paper, and it was like the Pittsburgh Gazette. And I was like, "Oh, wow, I wonder if it looks like a piece of shit." <laughs> Never actually been to Pittsburgh. Me just, you know, fuck the Steelers. <laughs> it's just great that, like, me, I'm from Seattle. My girlfriend's from Philly. Not the one thing we have in common, but one major thing we have in common is we both fucking hate Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Unless we have listeners in Pittsburgh, in which case, no, fuck you. <laughs> it's like, we love you, but fuck your city. <laughs> yeah, you should move. <laughs> um, okay, so this movie uh, centers around Marie who is a vampire living in Pittsburgh. Um, and she's also French. And it, naked. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Right off the bat, she's naked, which is a huge plus. You get full frontal. Yeah. Bush, bush and, and everything. <laughs> and there is Bush. Oh, yeah. This was the early 90s. Um, I guess Bush was still in office, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, 
kind of opens up. She's like in her apartment. Look, let me let me ask why a French vampire would relocate to Pittsburgh, <laughs> all places. Stay under the radar, I guess. I don't know. But don't you think that it would be easier to stay invisible in a place like New York or Los Angeles or like Paris? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, apparently, this movie is known in some markets. I'm using quotes here. I don't know what's what markets these are, but uh, it's referred to as a French vampire in America. That's terrible. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um. Now, you know, before I go in too much to describing this, I want to say that while the vampire element of this is very prominent, it's not a driving force in the story. Yes, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So okay, Marie's a vampire. It's not really. You know, talked about how old she might be. It's kind of irrelevant. But she uh, has kind of gone the way of deciding that she doesn't want to kill innocent people and, you know, feed on them. Um, So she's gone to only feeding on criminals. She's kind of like like Dexter. Sure. (laughs) She's a killer who only kills killers. Um, so after doing some research, she decides that she wants to, uh, center her focus on, uh, Sal, the shark, um, was his last name? Michelli, um, who's played by Robert Loggia. Um, so she starts making his, making her way through his gang. Uh, first she's, uh, See, she feeds on Tony, who's played by Chaz Palminteri. Forgot he's in this too. What is he from? <laughs> the only thing I could think of him being in was Night at the Roxbury. <laughs> Dewey, did you just grab my ass? <laughs> Sir, from where I'm standing, that's a physical impossibility. <laughs> I know your tricks, Dewey. <laughs> anyway, um, so sh- uh, she, he picks her up and they go off to park somewhere and she hops up on his lap and starts making out with him and then just digs into his neck. And this is where like the, 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 the director of American werewolf comes out because she's just savage with this. Oh yeah. She just digs into his neck and her eyes turn blood red and she growls like a fucking lion or like a, um, would you compare that more to like a jaguar? Yeah. It's not like, yeah, it's, it's not throaty like a lion. It's, yeah. Um <clears throat> and uh then she blows his head off with a shotgun because that's the only way she could prevent him from coming back to life as a vampire. Mm-hmm. And also to cover up the fact that he was bitten on the neck. Um so in Sal's gang we have Joseph Gennaro, who is actually secretly uh an undercover detective with the Pittsburgh police. Um his uh see the the district attorney who's played by Angela Bassett for some reason. And um, Joe is played by Joe from Empire Records. Yeah, Anthony Lupaga. Yeah. 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 Plays Joe in both movies. He's, he's, just, he's just a Joe guy. 
Joe. You this, look at him and you think, yeah, that's Joe. This, I mean, Joe, after the, all the events of this movie, he retired and became manager of a record store. Right. <laughs> he just couldn't take the pressure, high pressure life of Pittsburgh anymore and move to, where's where Empire? It's in California, right? I think it's like Indiana or something. Really? Pretty sure. Hmm. I don't know. Um. Anyway, so yeah, he's obviously been undercover in the Michelli crime family, um, and to the district attorney, not his boss, Delaware. Is that where it takes place? Yeah. Huh. Hi, I'm in <laughs> Delaware. Delaware. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the the DA pulls him off the case, and not his like captain or lieutenant or whoever it might be. <laughs> um. Like through all the crime scenes in this movie, she's there, and she's acting like she's like the the officer in charge. Mm-hmm. But she's she's, she's a district a attorney. <laughs> if if there was like a police captain or, or like a lieutenant or like a, like a ranking officer there, they'd be like, "Hey, get the fuck out of here!" Yeah, <laughs> this is an act of crime. This is not scene. your jurisdiction. <laughs> it's like wait till we give you the paperwork, then you can get involved. Anyway, so um. Uh, yeah. So Joseph gets pulled off of the case uh, and put into witness protection. Um, and uh, then Marie decides that she's going for her her actual target and goes for Sal, um, who picks her up and takes her back to his house, um, and tries to feed her garlic mussels. Now it's like there are some elements of vampire lore that's incorporated into this. And others that aren't. It's just like at one point she's inside of a church. And you know, pretty common vampire lore is that vampires cannot go inside of a church. I mean, it's not it's not across the board, obviously, but a, that's a pretty good, big popular one that's in most versions of vampires. She's inside the church, but she can't eat garlic. She also looks at herself in the mirror. Right. But she, I mean, I think... Most vampires can't be out in the sunlight, and that's that's a, a consistency in this one too. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, so she runs to the bathroom, and Sal's just like, "Oh well, let me go comfort her, and then stick my dick in her." <laughs> uh, so he goes to you know try to comfort her, and when she pushes him away, that's when he decides, "No, no." Sal's getting his. Yeah, this is happening. <laughs> so he tries to put his wrinkled little dick in, inside of her, and she is obviously a vampire with vampire strength, so she fights him off, bites his neck, and drains him of his blood. But because his little crony uh, shows up, she doesn't get a chance to remove his head, and he's left to be discovered by the police and taken to the morgue, where he shortly thereafter reanimates. And he's fucked up looking. Yeah. That was probably my favorite part of like the, the effects in this was how fucking gross he looked. Yeah, he looks like zombie-esque. Yeah. He's, he's, he's gray. He's all puckered and veiny. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I mean, yeah, he, like, he looks like a zombie or just, just I don't know. Like he's all a, messed a up. A corpse, yeah. And it's like, it's already Robert Loja, who it's like, he's an intimidating person. <laughs> to add on top of him, just looking like a fucking creep monster. Yeah. 
Especially when he starts like drinking blood. Like, and then he's just covered in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he walks around through most of the movie in this suit that he died in. So he's he just got blood all the way down his uh, suit jacket. Um. Anyway, so, I mean, from there, it kind of just turns into a normal crime drama. Because, you know, now Sal's a vampire, sure. But it's not really important to the story. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> I mean... I mean would anything be missing if Sal wasn't a vampire? Um, I mean, like just some of the shots where he gets shot. But yeah, but I mean that's inconsequential. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it's a, it, the kind of the middle of this movie isn't super interesting. Sal kind of like you know it's kind of made its way through the grapevine that Sal's dead, but now he starts showing up. In his, you know, usual haunts, um, people are seeing him. It's like, oh, God, Sal, I heard you was dead. Um, and uh, he's like, well, no, I'm not. I'm not dead. So, surprise. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. Um, but then he starts, you know, uh, jumping in his gang to the, to the vampire crew. And now, you know... Marie was worried about killing Sal, but now she's got to deal with a, a gang of vampires, which, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, Sal being a vampire is not, is, is inconsequential because even though he starts basically creating this brood of vampires, it's kind of irrelevant because you can kill these vampires with a bullet to the head. Yeah, that was another thing that I thought was interesting. It was, they all, it was almost like zombie lore. Where? Yeah. Zombie rules for murder. Yeah, it's like you you can, you know, most commonly you can kill a vampire by cutting off its head. Like, you know, stake through the heart or cutting off its head. Sunlight. Typical, you know, ways of killing a vampire. Um, But, you know, destroying the brain or, you know, like putting a bullet in their head is not one of them. Right. Um, yeah. Anyway, so, you know, eventually Marie and or, and, um, and uh, Joseph, Joe, <laughs> Joe uh, they, they hook up and they start working together. Um, and, um, yeah, just trying to make their way through town, trying to catch up with Sal, who always seems to be kind of one step ahead of them um, in, uh, in getting away. And... Uh, and it's just a really dumb ending. <laughs> it's like, you know, especially when you compare it to American Werewolf, where, you know, David at the end, he's 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 a wolf, and Alex is trying to appeal to the human side of him to kind of get him to calm down. And then he just gets put down by the by the cops, and then he's you know, he's dead. It's a very dark, unsettling ending to that movie. Which you thought maybe had the potential to end on a high note. Yeah. This one ended on a high note, and it's just like, what? <laughs> the end also just kind of, like, happens. Right. It's, it, like, it feels like it's in the middle of a scene, and all of a sudden, like, the credits start rolling, and you're like, oh, okay, I guess the movie's over. <laughs> it's like, so, you know, they, they make their way through town, and they're, one by one, they're killing off Sal's crew, um, and they finally get to him, and, like, he, for as much trouble as he's been throughout the movie, killing him was super easy. Yeah. 
It's like, so he's out in traffic because he just jumped off of a fucking building. And he's like running away and he's like, ah, cool. <laughs> and then he gets hit by a bus. Or he gets, I guess he gets sandwiched gets pinned, by a bus yeah, and a taxi. And then he's just standing there because, you know, Joe and Marie have made their way down to the street now. He's just standing there just talking shit instead of getting away like he's been doing the entire movie. And, <laughs> and you know, just throwing shit at them. He's like, oh, you can't kill me, blah, 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 blah. And J- Joe, like, he's going to shoot him in the head, but instead he puts his gun away, takes out a Zippo and throws it into the leaking gas of the bus and the, the taxi and it explodes. That doesn't actually happen, but <laughs> the bus and the taxi explode. Do you know what happened to the drivers of those two cars? <laughs> no. vehicles? I know he he like he busted out the windshield of the bus and crawled inside and started fucking up the driver. And then I don't did he like maybe throw him out of the bus? He must have. But what either happened? that or Joe just murdered them. Yeah, he straight <laughs> blew up two vehicles, and like, was that bus? The bus must have been empty, because there weren't other passengers on there. Yeah. Um. At least I hope not. <laughs> Joe's got some issues on his conscience now. I would think. I would hope. <laughs> um. So yeah, he blows up the the two uh, cars and Sal with it. And then, of course, he comes walking out of the flames. He's like, ah, oh, you can't kill me. The only thing you've killed is my suit. And he's, like, burning and just saying, like, how he... Basically, like, how he's got a god complex. So he's just acting like he's the end-all, be-all of everything and how he can't be stopped. And then Joe puts a bullet in his head. Yep. And that's the end. He's done. He's And he falls to the ground, turns to ash. Yeah, after all that. So like He survives all... All that, and then just one bullet to the head, and he's yeah. done. It's so anticlimactic. It's like, you know, there's a poetic thing about putting a stake through a vampire's heart, or cutting off its head, or, you know, putting it out in the daylight. You know, that was one scene when they were fighting uh, all the different vampires up in the office, and uh, he has a baseball bat, and he tries to hit one of them with it, and it breaks. And I was just like, now you got a wooden stake. Yeah. It's Why like, does that not get driven through someone's... Classic weapon. Yeah. <laughs> We also forgot to mention little baby Kim Coates right. looking like Joe Piscopo in this movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, there was a, like basically every like Ginzo actor that you can think of that's been in like any mob movie is in this. Oh yeah. The guy that plays Jackie in uh, the Sopranos. Right. Um, and uh, I mean, except for like, like De Niro and Pacino and, you know, maybe like those higher Profile guys, yeah. Like they're all the rest of them are all in this. <laughs> um, anyway, um, and then Marie starts running off, like right after they killed Sal, and she's just like, "I'm gonna go die now." Yeah, it's like, "I'm, I'm gonna go gonna... kill myself. <laughs> I can't do this anymore." It's like, wh- wh- what? What? <laughs> what happened? Yeah, she was just like, he just she's like takes off, and Joel's like, "Where are you going?" She's like, "I'm gonna go watch the sunrise." And I turned to my girlfriend, I was like, "Why is she killing herself? <laughs> like what?" I mean, like, maybe she doesn't want to continue on in a life where she has to feed on people, but it's been working out really well so far. Yeah, and that wasn't explained if that was the case. Like, <laughs> she was just like, I'm done, bye. And then, like, then Joe catches up with her, and uh, 
They duck into a hotel. Yeah, he pulls her into a hotel. He's like, you don't want to die. And then pulls her into a hotel. And she's like, uh, she's like, I'm I'm not a I'm like a I'm not a good person or I'm a bad person or something. Um No, I thought maybe it was in the summary, but she 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 says something about her like her not being a good person or not being a perfect person, and uh, he says, "Well, if you were a perfect person, or if you were a perfect person, you'd still be single." It's like, what? <laughs> it's like, did you just like you want to be my girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> he kind of did, yeah. <laughs> and he just like told her too, like he didn't ask. <laughs> Like you, you're my bitch now. <laughs> well, no, he said. He said if you, if you weren't perfect, you'd still be single. I thought if you said if you were perfect, you'd still be single. All right, she said something about like having flaws or something, and he was like, "If you had, I don't know." I'm. I took it as him saying, "Like you wouldn't be available if maybe you're perfect, except for this one small thing where you." eat people and drink their blood and shoot them in the face. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't date a vampire. It's too much risk. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm when, a he, very... when he lets her go down on him, I was like, ooh. Yeah. Watch those teeth. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're they're banging. It's just like, that's a risky thing. Like how she's like, how can I get you to, to trust me? And then like, lets him handcuff her. And then she's like, immediately like, just like, breaks out. Yeah. It's like, well, it doesn't instill me with much trust anymore. <laughs> and then he's like, oh my God, it's so goddamn hot. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> oh, fuck. So, um, yeah, and then she's, she's just, like looks at him and is just like, I guess maybe I could give it a shot. Credits roll. <laughs> the classic John Landis credits. Too. I know. It's like it's like watching Coming to America again. I was gonna say Animal House or Animal House. I think it would like pop up and like Joe did this after college. <laughs> <laughs> no, Joe Joe retired from the force and opened up a record store in Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, if you watch like pretty much any John Landis movie, the credits are exactly the same. Yep. It's like a freeze frame of, a, of like a shot of the character from the movie and then their name just plain white text. Yep. It's like every John Landis movie. Um, yeah. I think it was, I think if he did that in Thriller, if, I'm, if I remember right. I don't, were there credits in Thriller? <laughs> I mean, not necessarily like of the cast, but like, uh, you know, production credits. Uh, I don't remember. Maybe. Yeah, I could be wrong. Who the fuck knows? Um. Anyway, so yeah, this movie to call it a vampire movie is a bit of a reach. It's like yeah, it has vampires in it, but I mean, come on. <laughs> but like, they never like. Do they say vampire? I guess they do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure at some point. Yeah. The thing uh, with the eyes is really crazy. The eyes were cool. I liked that effect. Yeah, but like they like they're all different colors, like depending on their mood. Yeah, it's like their eyes are like mood rings. rings yeah. <laughs> Uh, except hers seemed like they were usually well when she was about to kill someone they were red. Yeah, but yeah they when they were fucking they changed colors. It was like blue and green and yellow. Right. They almost yeah they they looked like like they had facets like a, like a 
gem. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, like, <laughs> fucking... So, like, Don Rickles plays Sal's uh, lawyer. Yeah. Just, like, this slimy little... Manny. Jew, yeah, slimy little Jewish lawyer. And um, he, uh, he get, like, Sal bites him. Was it Sal? Yep. Yeah, Sal bites him, and uh, he dies and then comes back as a vampire briefly before he gets lit up by the sun. Um, but it's just funny seeing, like, fucking... Don Rickles, who looks like a giant man baby, is a fucking vampire. Oh, we haven't talked about any of the cameos. There were so many cameos. Like, at one point, uh, Michelli goes to a uh, butcher because mm-hmm. he wants to sleep in the in the freezer, and the butcher's like one of his men, and it's fucking Sam Raimi. Yeah. <laughs> like, at first glance, I thought it was Ted, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, when Manny... Uh, like everybody thought Manny was dead after Sal bit him, but he was still alive. Um, but the ambulance comes and picks him up, and the paramedic was fucking Dario, Dario Argento. Argento. <laughs> it's like, and uh, there's a photographer from the local newspaper, Tom Savini. Tom Savini. And then when they take Manny to the hospital, he like opens up the window, or the nurse opens up the window, and that's how he gets all burnt out. And they start, they're like, more, more paramedics, send more paramedics. Um, but like a nurse runs in, and it's fucking Linnea Quigley. I didn't catch that one. Yeah. I'll be damned. <laughs> yeah, there's so many just like horror icons in this mm-hmm. one. Um, for, 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 I mean, and Luis Guzman. <laughs> right. And you can't lose that or with Luis Guzman. Or maybe maybe you can. I don't know because this movie wasn't that good. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I love John Landis. I honestly, I can't think off the top of my head of a movie of his that I don't like. Um, and this one was just kind of weak compared to the rest. Yeah. I don't know if he just didn't put his heart into it or, I mean, I don't think he wrote it. Um, yeah, Michael Wolk. Don't know who that is. Me neither. Um, but I don't know. It just seemed to be missing that Landis flair. But I don't know. Maybe this was getting to a point where he was just so jaded by Hollywood. Should be. I remember hearing him on a uh, an interview on um, uh, what was it? The movie crypt, movie crypt, <laughs> movie, <laughs> movie. And uh, the, the, he sounds so cynical now. Maybe just being in the business for so long, but he just sounds really fucking sour. <laughs> well, that's a shame. Yeah, but I mean, I think he's retired, so I don't. I don't think he's making movies anymore. Anyway, um. Yeah, this was this was missing something um, that the rest of his movies had. I don't I don't know exactly what it was, but yeah, it was just it was kind of flat. And you know, it, it's definitely not a horror movie. Like it's got some 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 gore, uh, not much. Yeah, just a lot of blood mostly. Yeah, um, got a lot of tits though. So many. I mean, like, she gets naked a couple times, and then they go into a strip club. And oh, just, that's right. Just boobs everywhere, which I did not remember. And maybe I, when I when I saw this when I was, like, eight, maybe I just don't, I wasn't registering boobs yet. <laughs> maybe you watched it on TV or something. Yeah, maybe. Um, cool. Anything else to add? 
I mean, it's there's definitely scenes where you see that like that John Landis, especially reminiscent of American Werewolf, mm-hmm. where you just kind of get that feel. Yeah. And I mean, it's not it's not a bad movie, but it's like you said, it's it definitely feels like he wasn't trying his hardest. Yeah. It's it's just it feels very half-hearted. Yeah. And I don't know if that was just him or maybe across the board with everyone. But I and, you know, maybe maybe that's just me expecting too much from this, you know, picking this as my vampire movie. I really should have vetted it first, I guess. Um, cause I mean like the vampire element of it is there, but like I've said before, it's very, it's, it's kind of a secondary thing. Yeah. It's more of a, a crime drama or a, a noir. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's also a comedy movie, so it's not really horror either. So yeah, I really wish I would have picked something else. <laughs> I mean, there's so many vampires, vampire movies out there in the world and this is the one I picked. But, you know, I considered picking this last year, and I didn't. And, you know, when we watched uh, Nosferatu last year, and, like, I, I feel like I remember not really caring for that too much either I've, because it was so art house. And then thinking, man, I should have picked Innocent Blood. And this year, it's like, <laughs> I almost picked Kiss of the Vampire, but then I'm like, oh, no, that's really not a vampire movie. Like, it's... Because he he's not actually a vampire, but um, yeah. So just like yeah, let's give it a blood a shot. I haven't seen that in a couple decades, and yeah, it was not. It didn't pay off. <laughs> Oops. Flew too close to the sun again. <laughs> anyway, um, you have anything else, Dad? Mm, no, I don't think so. Okay. Um. I'll give it a three. Wow. That's harsh. Is it? Yeah. Four? I mean, go with your gut, man. <laughs> <laughs> don't let me talk you out of your rating. I mean, just, I just don't see myself watching this again anytime soon. That's fair. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, is it fair for me to judge this as a horror vampire movie? I think so. Then yeah, two. Or sorry, three. Okay. I'm going to give it a five. Really? Okay. Yeah. I thought it was fine. Yeah. See, you know, even as John Landis, who is known mostly as a comedy director, even it wasn't even that funny. That's true. So, I don't know. Maybe it was the writer that sucked. Maybe. <laughs> just Maybe it's just a weak story. I feel like this is not... Like, got mixed reviews from critics. Has a forty-one percent score on Rotten Tomatoes, and a four point five out of ten average rating. So yeah, around there. So we're kind of right in line. Yeah, split the difference between us. All right. All right. Well, up next, we're going to talk about a uh, New Zealand film called What We Do in the Shadows. Let's go, let's go! 
It's been like this the whole time. Deacon on dishes and it still hasn't moved in five years. You're a cool guy, but you're not pulling your weight in the flat. Oh, I'm glad to hear that I'm cool. No, that's not the point, though. Yeah, yeah no, I know. Not a I know. flat meeting about how cool you are. When you get three vampires in a flat, obviously there's going to be a lot of tension. Viago was an 18th century dandy. Look, a ghost cop. Vladislav is a bit of a pervert. This is my torture chamber. Deacon's like the young bad boy of the group. I'm supposed to pay rent, but I don't. The trouble with being a vampire is you have to be invited in. Come in to the bar, please. Will you invite us in? We need some fresh blood. Hi, my name is Nick. I've been a vampire for two months. My friend Richie's a bouncer. He'll invite us in. Gentlemen, you are most welcome. <laughs> Nick is so much fun. I'm a vampire. Vampire! Such a dick. Nick, oh. why don't you use the front door? Do you want to draw attention to this house, hmm? You've got a whole documentary crew following you around. You let a vampire hunter into our I don't house. Wait a minute, I just got my email. I'm dead. I'm gonna kill you! I'm already dead! You will not eat the camera guy, maybe one camera guy. Turn the tape. your legs. Wow! When you're a vampire, you become very sexy. Ow! Kiwi. Yeah. New, New Zealand, Kiwi. Yes. Where they grow the kiwis. I don't know that that's true. What about the birds? Do they have the kiwi birds there? Are those real birds? Are they not? I don't know. I remember them from being from Tasmania. <laughs> the, 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 the cartoon Tasmania? <laughs> <laughs> the little yellow birds with the big beaks? I think they're brown. I don't think they're yellow. They were They were yellow in the cartoon. Well, I think in real life they're brown. Okay. I'm going to look it up. Uh, this is written and directed by the Flight of the Concords. <laughs> Well, one of them. No, both of them. Jermaine, or uh, uh, what's his face wrote this? Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi. That's not, no, Jermaine Clement's, uh, there's uh, Jermaine Clement and Brett Mc, McKinsey. Oh. Taika Waititi is separate. Oh. But he directed, I thought he was part of it. I don't know if he wrote Thor Ragnarok, but he directed it. I know he directed that, yeah. And there's talks of him getting uh, uh, Guardians 3. Yeah. Um, anyways, so yeah, written by, written and directed by Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi. These things are not as cute as the ones on this <laughs> video. Um, it is filmed in a mockumentary style, so it's kind of like The Office. Uh, it's about, there's a event every year called the Unholy Masquerade, and it's it, this, it's referred to as a secret society. Oh, that looks familiar. Yeah. Um, and this film crew is granted access to members of said secret society. And it turns out they are all vampires. Right. Uh, there's Viago, Vladislav, Deacon, and Peter. Viago is played by Taika Waititi. 
Uh, Vladislav is played by Jermaine Clement. And then there's Deacon and Peter. They're, they are there also. <laughs> we don't know those guys. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, they all share a flat together. They're varying ages. Peter is the oldest. He looks like Nosferatu or uh, what's the name of the guy in Salem's Lot? Uh, uh, st- st- uh, Stoker? Steve. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> he looks like that. He lives in the basement in a giant concrete coffin. Right. It's like a fucking crypt thing. Yeah. He pretty much like never comes out. Um, Viago is kind of, he's kind of our host. He's the, the main one on camera. He's, he's kind of the one with the personality. Yeah. But he's kind of, he's kind of neurotic. He's, you know, he holds these flat meetings where everybody he talks to him about chores and how, how Deacon hasn't done the dishes in five years. <laughs> Barlow. That's his name. Yeah, you were close. With Stoker. I don't know where that came <laughs> from. Uh, Vladislav is clearly based on Vlad the Impaler, but he is, is Vladislav the Poker. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, every night they go out to different clubs, but of course, since they're vampires, they have to be invited in. So it's very hard for them. <laughs> so they always end up going to this one club, which is like the vampire club. Mm-hmm. And it's there that we're introduced to Jackie, who is Deacon's familiar. Yeah. And she does everything he asks of her. And in exchange, he is eventually going to bite her and give her eternal life. Right. But in the meantime, in the meantime, <laughs> he needs her to gather people for a dinner party. So she gets these two guys or this guy and this girl, uh, Nick and a girl whose name is not listed. Kind of irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> Some bitch. But so they have this dinner party and he's like, <clears throat> and Nick, you like biscotti? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I didn't know you like eating worms. And then it like does like a, the talking head thing. And he's like, yeah, I stole it from Lost Boys. Yeah. <laughs> I saw this trick in Lost Boys. He goes, but I put my own little spin on it. He's like, hey, Nick, how does it feel to have a penis that's a cobra? <laughs> and the best part about it is that Nick doesn't like just flip out. No, he's just like, oh, my dick came off. <laughs> he like, seems more upset that his dick came off than the fact that it's a cobra. <laughs> it's like, it's like I'm, I'm getting out of here. They made me eat worms. <laughs> turn my turn my cock into, into snake. Oh fuck! And they like they ask if they're virgins, and they're both just like no. And they're like Jackie, what the fuck? She's like well, Nick, you were a virgin when we were together. And he's like, I, I was twelve. Yeah. <laughs> And then the girl, they're like, she's she's like, well, I don't, I thought she was a virgin. Just look at her. And they're like, yeah, I would have assumed she was a virgin. <laughs> yeah, so Nick goes running through the house, and they're all they're all chasing him. And like at one point, he goes around a corner, and they're all just like stacked up on each other, flying. Just like, ah! <laughs> he runs out into the yard, and Peter gets him right, and bites him, and turns him into a vampire. <laughs> they're all they're like. Uh, Peter got him. He's like, oh, poor bastard. <laughs> uh, Deacon does not like Nick being a vampire because he was the young, cool vampire. He was like 170-something years old. right? And so now Nick is like, he's 
he keeps flying around the house trying to hang out with them. The, the scenes where they fly are so funny because it's clearly just like them in harnesses and yeah. they're all kind of like, ah, like <laughs> not real sure. And then especially like when they land, they're like, whoa, okay. <laughs> you know, it's like it, when, when, when they like fight with each other, they'll like hiss and like, f- like fly up in the air mm-hmm. and just float there. Yeah. But then like come back down and just, <laughs> and just sit and resume, resume business. It's kind of like when like cats start hissing at each other <laughs> right. and like they, they, start, they arch their backs and like, you know, you know, dip back and they just go about their business. Kind of the same thing. <laughs> or like how my dog, when she's another dog, she growls and runs away. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but so Nick, since he knows he's, you know, cool, he used to be a human just, just days ago. So he's able to get them into the, all the cool clubs, like the <laughs> boogie something was the name of the club. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but he's, he's just like telling everybody he's a vampire. He's like, you know that movie Twilight? You know, you know the main guy, Twilight? I'm Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> Like the rest of the roommates are just like, hey, you can't go around telling everybody you're a vampire. <laughs> and like, I think he just got it in his head. Like nobody's going to actually believe him or yeah. or if he just doesn't care or what. But <laughs> just, you're walking around telling everybody he's Twilight. <laughs> then he like runs into these old friends and he's like, hey, guess what? I'm a vampire now. And his friend's like, oh, I'm a vampire hunter. He's like, ah, good one. See ya. <laughs> but then his his friend ends up breaking into their place and uh, killing Peter. Right. And so that, you know, makes a big rift between them. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the while, Nick's best friend, Stu, is now hanging around. Who's yeah. just this guy. He's, he just hangs out. He's just, dude. <laughs> He's just Stu. Yeah, but it's like, so it's like this is rule that vampires cannot associate with humans. Like it's, 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 I don't know if it's just like dangerous for them or if it's just like unheard of or, or what, but it's just completely inappropriate for vampire to be hanging out with, with a human. So it's just like, at first they're really apprehensive about Stu being there, but then they find out Stu's actually kind of awesome. So. Yeah. They, they all like Stu better than Nick. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like he like shows him how to use the internet and <laughs> like when he's, he's showing Vladislav how to use Facebook. Right. <laughs> he's like, so we could look at his pictures or we could poke him. I was like. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like showing uh um Viago like karate or, or kung fu or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um but so they finally get their invitation to the unholy masquerade and find out that the guest of honor is the beast who is Vladislav's ex girlfriend. But you don't know that at first. No. You you find out that he had a He's just like an old associate or something. Yeah, they say that he had what did they say? That he had some kind of fight with the beast is all they say. Right. Yeah. And then you end up finding out that it's his ex-girlfriend, he describes her as like this big, hairy monster with horns and all this yeah. stuff. And it's just a woman. It's just a, you know, a female vampire. Yeah. Um, and she, and she does not like it when you call when she calls him, when he calls her the beast. No, she calls him arsehole. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess this is only four years old, so I guess I can't give away too much here, but, uh, yeah, then the, 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 there's also, uh, these werewolves led by Reese Darby. 
And there's been talks of a sequel involving the werewolves for a long time, and I don't know if it's ever going to actually happen. They, I don't know if they're going to do a sequel, or I think they said they were going to do a sequel with the werewolves, not swearwolves. <laughs> um, and then, then they talked about doing a TV show, but I mean, I know they're now planning to do a TV show. I'm pretty sure the TV show is like out in New Zealand. I'm oh, is sure really? it's like on the air. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. But, but it's not about the werewolves. It's about the police force. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Wait, or maybe I did. We've talked about it. I, th- I thought so. Yeah, at one point the police show up because uh, Nick and Deacon were yelling at each other. And uh, Viago is just like, you know, you won't find anything out of the ordinary. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm not a very good hypnotizer. <laughs> so we'll see how this goes. Yeah, it's like, like Vladislav is, or Vladislav is like the, like he's really good at trancing people. Mm-hmm. Like, like he appeals to women and like anybody he needs to, to hypnotize. And yeah, <laughs> Viago's like not confident in his skills at all. Yeah. And so it's funny because the police are going through the house and they're like seeing, you know, these guys flying in the corner and they're just like, see that? No smoke detectors. <laughs> And then like they go down in the basement and they see Peter all charred up and they're just like, oh, you got paint cans under your electrical outlet there. That's not safe. <laughs> the, the fucking dead vampire hunter. Yeah. And they're like, what happened to this guy? Oh, he he partied too hard. Oh, he's not going to feel good tomorrow. <laughs> and I don't know why, but New Zealand accents just sound so fucking hilarious <laughs> to me. So like them just conversing with, you know, using their accents um, like the, the, actually, I'm not getting even, I was going to attempt to do a New Zealand accent. I'm not going to do it. Probably was. <laughs> What's great is Deacon's like, we should just kill them. And Vladislav is like, well, let's hear what other safety tips they have first. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like how they create this, like, like, you know, it, it's about this, this small group of vampires that all live together. But it also kind of expands it out into this whole kind of underworld mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, there are vampires or there are werewolves and there are zombies and witches. And <laughs> yeah. And they all kind of like live in this town. Like they cohabitate. And they have this one big event every year right. where they all get together. The different unions are like unions of witches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and it's so funny that they build this, this uh, uh, masquerade up to be like this just big grand affair it's really it's really just like like this little party at like a union hall <laughs> yeah with like a dj and yeah. <laughs> it looks like a fucking bar mitzvah or something <laughs> yeah anyway. this is a real fun movie yeah it's super funny i mean the the people in it just make it like even if the story itself wasn't as good as it is, I think it would still be fucking hilarious just because of the people that are in it. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I mean, if you're a fan of um, uh, Flight of the Concords, I mean, you kind of get a taste of what you're in for for this. Um, as well as, you know, Reese Darby, he's, he's in Flight of the Concords and he's always hilarious. And, and, and like, this is, I think, this is the first thing I ever saw Taika Waititi in. Pretty sure it was from me. I, don't, I, don't, I honestly don't even know what else he's been in. Anyway, 
yeah, I mean, like I said, it's real funny. It's not, you know, it's yes, it's vampires. It's but it's not really a horror movie. It's not really gory. It's not there. There is blood. You know, there's plenty of um, like, <laughs> Viago is still he's 379 years old and he's still very bad at biting people. <laughs> <laughs> He usually ends up hitting the carotid artery and blood just like shoots out of their neck. <laughs> and he's telling the other guys, he's like, you know, when you bring people home to eat them, maybe just put down newspaper first. Yeah. <laughs> and like there's this, there's this uh, like sub story that he t- tells about having like the love of his life, you know, however many decades ago. But like they couldn't be together because she was human and he was a vampire. So he like let her go and she got married, moved on with her life. But he still just pines over her and also stalks her at her retirement home. Yeah. Well, he he moved to New Zealand to be with her, but that's right. Yeah. His familiar put the wrong postage on the on his coffin, so he ended up bouncing around the world <laughs> and getting there like eighteen years too late or something. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's it's right. she was. He, sorry, I forgot. Who, what Taika Waititi was in Green Lantern. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, very funny, very fun. Um, you know, it's like I said, it's probably not going to whet your appetite for any kind of gore, but there is there is plenty of blood in it. You do get you know plenty of vampire activity. There's a good bat fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was that. Like you know, you say there's not a lot of gore, but I mean, there's plenty of blood, but mm-hmm. it's it's played to comic like a true com- yeah, yeah. comedic effect, not so much gore or. Yeah, it's good stuff, and I, I really want to see a sequel. Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, if there's a TV show, great. But as far as I know, I can't watch it. <laughs> no, it's it's in uh, only in New Zealand. All right. But anyway, is there anything else? Uh, I don't think so. This is a very short episode. Oh uh, no, we're we're at fifty minutes right now. No, that's about about, about right. Yeah, that's right. Um. All right. Well. You want to go first? You want me to? Um, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I think I'll give it an eight. Yeah. I mean, you know, kind of along the same lines of Innocent Blood. It's like, yeah, it's it's not really a horror movie, mm-hmm. but it redeems itself as a comedy movie. Yeah. And you know, I mean, vampires. That that's what the movie's about. It's about vampires as opposed to Innocent Blood, where that was kind of downplayed and almost like a secondary storyline. Um, this was all about vampires, and the, while there wasn't a lot of horror value, it was very comedic, and the, the comedy was played very well. So, yeah. Good points. Thank You've you. You've convinced me. Eight. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, well, that's going to do it for week one of Octoberama. That's right. Week of the Vampire is done until next year in the books um we're gonna be back again next week um with week of the zombie also our five-year anniversary show guys that's crazy i can't believe we've done this for five years we've been doing this so long that's a that's a chunk of our lives that is one seventh of my life that we can't get back (laughs) uh no it's gonna be uh pretty fun that uh we we've been doing this this long and you know Things have expanded. Should be a good time. Um, too bad we don't really have anything special planned, but yeah, <laughs> whatever. Uh, okay, so next week is when it's going to happen. 
Till then, Taylor, where can they find us? I was going to say we're going to be watching Dead Girl and Rihanna. Oh, later. right. Yeah. Sorry. Week of the Zombie. Dead Girl. Yep. We, we put out a poll about Reanimator, and it was the, close. It was it was close. It was close, but, but it, it weighed out as a zombie movie. So yep. we're gonna do it. Deal with it. Fuck it. <laughs> Deal with it, haters. So now, now until then, <laughs> check us out at graveplotpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We are on all the major outlets except for Spotify. There are reasons. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> Follow us on Twitter as Grave underscore Plot or on Facebook and Instagram as Grave Plot Podcast. Join our Facebook group, uh, The Graveyard. If you feel like donating to the show monetarily and getting some exclusive content in return, head over to patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast. And uh, today is the final day for the Grave Plot Film Fest Indiegogo campaign. Yeah. Probably should have mentioned this earlier. Probably. I mean, we're, you know, we're recording this several days in advance, so we don't know where we're going to be sitting <clears throat> at that point, but we're really hoping we're close to that goal. Yeah, uh, so head over to Indiegogo.com slash at slash GPFF. That's a great plot film fest. Drop a couple dollars in the bucket, and uh, we will love you forever. Love we you. Love you long, long time. time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, so we're going to catch you next week. Until then, I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. And this has been the Grave Plot Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside.